You're listening to the Book Your Dream Clients podcast, episode 46. Today's episode is all about LinkedIn, and I went to the expert, my new friend Sarah, to get all the tips on how to optimize our LinkedIn profile so we can book our dream clients. So make sure you're taking notes and listen carefully because Sarah has so many good tips to share with all of us. You're listening to the Book Your Dream Clients podcast, where we believe business can be simple and you can use your intuition to run towards your goal. Self-made business and success coach, Lindsay Maloney, helps you start and scale your dream coaching business. With her step-by-step intuitive and creative guidance, you'll leave ready to put her tips into action, push your business forward, and work with your dream clients. Lindsay is here to help you get unstuck and structure your brilliance into a coaching business that's sustainable and financially exhilarating. Here's your host, Lindsay Maloney. Before we get started with this episode, I want to talk to you about my program, Standout Coaching Academy, or SOCA as everyone calls it. It's a 90-day program that's going to help you book your dream clients, and this is perfect for you if you are a coach who is ready to create, launch, or scale your coaching business, if you want to fill your calendar up with dream clients who inspire you, and you want to make an impact in the world with work that you feel called to do, I want you to enroll in SOCA. SOCA is an extremely powerful program that will take your coaching business to the next level, and I have three ways that you can join me right now, be a part of the 90-day program, join other like-minded women, network with them, learn the best ways that you can build your coaching business just the way that I have created and scaled mine so you can stop having those sleepless nights with all the information overload and stop doing everything by yourself. So many coaches are struggling to get their businesses started and I want that to stop right now. So I'm inviting you to go to standoutcoachingacademy.com, check it out and enroll. Sarah, thank you so much for coming on the Book Your Dream Clients podcast. I'm so excited to talk to you about LinkedIn and to learn more about you and your business. Excited to be here. Thanks so much for having me, Lindsay. You're welcome. Um, we were talking about this before the show started about how I don't necessarily um, talk or teach on LinkedIn, but I have a lot of students and um, clients that work in there because their audiences. Um, I always tell people to pay attention to where your audience is hanging out. Mm-hmm. And I have a lot of students that are doing really well in LinkedIn, and I'm excited to share your your wisdom about this platform that is very valuable for a lot of businesses. So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and your business? Yeah, so um, I'm based in Switzerland, as we uh, discussed offline first. So that's always something that people are like, oh, okay, uh, you don't sound, uh, you know, what I expected to <laughs> Swiss to sound like. Um, but I'm, you know, born and raised in Switzerland. I'm just a copycat. So I copy my husband's accent, who's Canadian. Okay. <laughs> I'm told I have this Canadian accent. But we also lived in California for four years from 2006 till 2010. And that's where I started my business. And um, really just starting out with social media in general. So I, my plan was to support businesses with social media strategies. And then when we moved back to Switzerland in 2010, I noticed that there's, uh, Switzerland was like, still in the ice age uh, compared to the U.S. in terms of using social media. So I had to kind of pivot and just focus on training, uh, you know, training people how to use the platforms. 
And the other thing I noticed is that there was a huge interest uh, in LinkedIn because it's the professional platform. So people were more like using Facebook for their personal stuff and LinkedIn for business. So that was one of the reasons I started to focus in on LinkedIn. The other reason uh, I noticed that only way after when people kept asking me, Sarah, why do you focus on LinkedIn? That's the boring platform, <laughs> the, the kind of chamber of commerce, you know. And I realized it has to do with me being an introvert. And really not feeling comfortable on Facebook and Instagram where you kind of have to always share about your interesting life and post selfies and show what you did with the kids and things like that. Uh, on LinkedIn, as we know, it's focused on professionals and I can share value by sharing about my expertise. So it's mainly focused on, on business. That doesn't mean that I'm just going to go straight to the sale. It still means that I'm providing value, but I don't feel obliged to always talk about myself. I can just focus on what I'm good at and what I can bring to the table. So that's what I do today. I help uh, my clients, coaches, consultants, and speakers uh, position themselves as experts on LinkedIn and get clients with ease and not sleaze. So the not sleaze is really important to me because there's other uh, people who help uh, you know, their clients with LinkedIn, but they're all about automation and how many messages can you send out per day? And, and, and that's not what I do. Uh, I think you and I, uh, Lindsay, we're in the human business, right? Yep. And if you want to get clients, especially as a coach who are going to trust you and work with you and, and you know, spend a good six months or, or more with you, I just find it weird to think that you can just send out these template messages to everyone and then expect to build trust with that and expect to get clients out of that. So I don't do any automation. I really uh, focus on building relationships on LinkedIn. I love that. And I think that is... <laughs> on all social media platforms, everyone thinks that if you used some canned message and you send people DMs, that that's going to be the answer for all of your problems. And it's just like walking up to somebody personally and throwing a business card at them and, and running away and like not mm -hmm. even saying hi or connecting with them. And LinkedIn, for me, I guess, to be honest, I, I would agree with saying that's the boring platform because <laughs> it just doesn't, I'm not interested in it um, because of the, the way that it is portrayed. And I like how you kind of take it and you've taken it and turned it into like, let's make this personal where we can, we can connect with people. Like we can still connect with people on LinkedIn. It doesn't have to be the way we connect with people on Instagram or Facebook, but we can still have that human touch here. And I find that um, a lot of my students that are lawyers or therapists, that's where they really thrive is on LinkedIn because it has that more professional um, atmosphere. So when you're talking about when people come to you because they want to grow their presence on LinkedIn and book clients from there, what are they struggling with when they dive into all things LinkedIn? Um, I think the first thing is really kind of this, this uh, bad reputation that LinkedIn has gotten where, uh, A, it's uh, people mainly uh, remember it as a platform where people go when they need a job. 
And so people are like, how does it even work to get clients? I thought you go there to get a job. So that's the first thing. Well, things have changed a lot since 2003 when they first um, created the platform. And now it really is LinkedIn's number one mission is to uh, be the number one platform for professional content. So it's much more than just a platform for uh, recruiters and job seekers. Uh, It really is the number one professional platform. So that's the first thing. They kind of don't even give it the credit that it deserves because they think it's not for them. The second thing is that they're kind of intimidated because they – because it has that reputation of being more professional, a bit more sterile. And so they don't dare to show up. They don't dare to be visible and they don't, you know, do the same thing that they would be doing on Facebook and sharing value and, 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 and really using it in that human way. And, Part of it is LinkedIn's fault because clearly they're just not making the platform very user-friendly. It's not intuitive Mm -hmm. to really uh, create that human touch. But what I've really um, enjoyed watching is how when the millennials came over about two years ago now, all of a sudden the millennials started to come over to LinkedIn. I I guess they were starting to get fed up with Instagram or or Facebook, I don't know. But all of a sudden, this younger generation came over and they just completely broke all the rules, right? All these (laughs) stiff networking rules uh, that previously the users on LinkedIn were applying. They're like, hey, let's make this a human platform. We we are here for business, but people do business with people. Mm -hmm. So let's break the rules and and use human connections. And so I think that's what the the clients that I work with, they're still in this old um, mindset where LinkedIn is the, the, the stiff thing where you have to pretend to be someone that you're not. And, and, and really things have changed now and there is a way to connect with humans. Well, yay for the millennials for showing that there can be a human side to LinkedIn. I love that. Um, So when I think of LinkedIn, like the first question that comes to my mind, if I'm talking to you, like as a client, I would say, okay, but are my clients really on LinkedIn? How do I even know if they're there? Am I going to be wasting my time by creating this whole profile and, showing what I, you know, I feel like um, LinkedIn seems like, a, like I'm showing my resume or something. How can mm-hmm. I make this more fun? How do I even know if my clients are even there? Right. Yeah, that's always the first question. And and uh, remember before the show, I asked you, uh, you, you're talking to coaches, but what kind of coaches? Because it really does uh, make a huge difference. Um, so if you're a life coach, and your main audience are stay-at-home moms, well, clearly they're not going to be on LinkedIn. Uh, They're going to be on Facebook or Instagram because they connect with other moms and family, and so they're they're not even on LinkedIn. If you're a a business coach um, and you work with, let's say, corporate decision makers or you're a leadership coach and you're working with you know, HR directors, well, clearly uh, your audience is now on LinkedIn and they're using it as this professional platform. So it really depends what kind of coach you are. And, uh, and, and then from there, you know, the best thing to figure out if they're on LinkedIn is probably look at your existing clients 
and go see, uh, you know, if they are on LinkedIn and uh, not just if they have a profile, but actually go check their activity, which you can do. You go on the profile and then you look for the, the middle section where it shows their activity. And if they're actually, uh, you know, active on the platform or if they just have a profile sitting there outdated and never looked at it again. Yeah, that would be me. I have a profile and that's it. So my activity would be really, really boring. But mm-hmm. I, I, I want to ask, I'm going to um, ask for my students who are therapists and lawyers and they have a, they have a presence on there. How right. can they, um, I know that they're like doing really well with their, um, their LinkedIn and they talk to me about it and they feel like there's so much more that they could open up, but they're not sure how to grow even more with their LinkedIn, how to um, stand out with all of the other professionals that are on there. Mm -hmm. So in my webinar, uh, which people can uh, go to if they'd like to get, uh, get the free webinar, it's bit.ly.com forward slash Sarah's free webinar. I go through the three steps basically uh, that uh, I came up with that I think you need to have in place in order to get clients uh, on LinkedIn. The first one being your profile. And it's a huge difference to have a, a really optimized LinkedIn profile compared to a Facebook page. Why? Or Facebook profile. Why? Because nobody ever goes to your Facebook page or profile. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just this thing that, yeah, I don't remember, yeah, the last time I went on somebody's profile and looked what, you know, what there was. Right, However, right. on the LinkedIn profile, it's our whole life. It's our, it's our, it's a website that you often refer to it as a mini website. If we do a good job on that LinkedIn profile, that is our sales machine because we do all the selling right there on the profile. And so the number one mistake that coaches and consultants make is not use that LinkedIn profile as a sales um, tool. They just have it like, you know, like they used to maybe before they were a coach, they had a corporate job and they haven't really updated it ever since. And so it still reads like a resume as if they were looking for a job rather than, than what they are. They, they're a, a business owner and they're looking for clients. So on the profile, if I'm a prospect and I come to your profile, well, I really want to understand who you are, uh, how you can help me, what kind of results uh, you can help me get. And then, yes, the, the, the experience sections, that just helps your credibility because that's why I'm also going on, on LinkedIn is kind of get an idea how credible you are because now we all do our research before we even get in touch with someone to contact them for help, right? So if I was looking for a lawyer, well, I would want to know, uh, you know, what he's done, uh, his previous clients' experiences. Uh, there's recommendations that you can have on the LinkedIn profile. I want to know the human touch of this lawyer. And so all of that uh, can be visible on the LinkedIn profile. So that's the first step. And then the second step is really to grow their network and grow their visibility. So there's no point in uh, creating this content strategy on LinkedIn 
if you're not at the same time growing your network, um, meaning if you only have, you know, 100, 200 connections on LinkedIn, well, as the algorithm doesn't always show your content to everybody, well, there's only going to be a very few number of people who see your content. So you need to grow your network in order to grow your visibility. And, and you do that by continuously adding new connections. And so that can be, uh, you know, previous uh, colleagues. It can be people you meet uh, in networking events. It can be people you meet in groups, people who comment on your content. So all kinds of different uh, ways to grow your network. And then the third step, that's really when you're going to use LinkedIn like recruiters use it to find their ideal candidates you're going to use it to find your ideal clients, meaning you're really going to use the LinkedIn database with its algorithm to um, search the database with keywords. So you need to know what kind of keywords to use to find your ideal client. So for example, uh, if a coach tells me, well, I could work with anybody and I can coach anybody. Well, you're not going to find anybody on the link on LinkedIn nor anywhere else, right? We, we both know that we have to have this ideal client description. Well, that's where this really comes in handy because on LinkedIn, you can put in, for example, HR director. And then you put another filter and uh, say, you know, um, you want to find all the HR directors in New York. Well, you put that in and poof, LinkedIn spits out a list of all the profiles that find that fit that description. And then it's your job to, um, yes, go through that list. And as I said before, we're not going to automate it and just send out a message to everyone, but we're just really one to one going to build that connection with these people because they are an ideal client uh, fit for us. Those are three amazing tips. I wrote all of them down. So to refresh your memory, um, number one was optimize your profile. Just like your website, um, you're seeing a lot of people still use it as a resume. And when you treat it as a website, you're showing all of your your headliners, your good, your good things that you want people to see right off the bat. Make sure mm-hmm. your LinkedIn profile is portraying all of that. Optimize it so it works for you. Um, number two was um, grow your network and your visibility and adding by adding new connections throughout out um, LinkedIn. And number three, you talked about how to um, use the database, use keyword searches, filters to find your clients by being specific, by using their words. And then you're talking about building connections. So let's talk about that. So let's say you find, you know, all of the, a lot of um, potential clients because you are um, a therapist and you want to build connections with people. So you found a lot of people in your, in your city, like New York City, so right. how can you build connections with people by not sounding, like you said, sleazy? Right. Okay. So the, the first step is to invite them to your network. So that is key because you then want to move on to the second step, which is delivering value. So sometimes people ask me, well, can I just send them a message rather than actually add them to your network? Uh, no, you really want to have them in your network so that you can slowly build this uh, trust between you and this ideal client. Um, that's also where my uh, invitation templates come in handy. And just a word, you know, using the word templates, uh, really these uh, messages are meant to use as 
a basis, but you're still going to customize it. So don't just uh, copy paste uh, exactly the wording because you're, again, it's all about um, customizing and, and really taking the time to look at this person's profile. So the, the templates I'm referring to, um, those are messages that I uh, use with my clients that my clients use successfully uh, because when you connect with someone on LinkedIn, what most people do, they just hit on the connect button and then that sends out the default text that we all get, uh, you know, so-and-so would like to uh, connect with you on LinkedIn. Well, that doesn't tell me anything why this person would like to connect with you. So it's up to me to then go, well, do I know this person? No, I don't. So why would I want to connect with them? Right. Um, And so by customizing it, you're really taking the first step in building this relationship. So if people are interested, they can get the the templates at bit.ly.com Sarah's templates. Um, So that's a, a free download that I make available. And, And that is just the opening of a conversation. So you're customizing the invitation. And then what I do is I go even a step farther and then say, hey, thanks so much for uh, connecting with me. If there's ever ever anything that I can help you with, for example, make an introduction to someone in my network, please let me know. So you're not going immediately to the next step, which I think we've all been, you know, a victim of where they send you a pitch the minute you connect with them. Mm-hmm. That's not how to do it because nobody is ever ready uh, for what you have to sell immediately after you connect, right? So it's a, it's a slow process. You want to have this first initial conversation, then you're going to expose them to your content because what you have to do is build trust and you can only build trust today by showing and not by telling. Uh, it's, it's all about the show me and not tell me anymore. So just by sending me a message and saying, Hey, I'm an expert in LinkedIn. Do you want to hire me? They're not going to think of me as an expert. (laughs) In fact, it probably does the opposite effect, right? Sending out that salesy message. Yeah. Cause anybody can type that out and yeah. yeah and it's just like any relationship we want to um, build trust. And I love how you kind of broke out the steps instead of you, we all get those, those LinkedIn notifications and I just delete them and I don't even pay attention to them. Right. But what, yeah, you're saying like, let's catch people's attention and catch their eye a little bit by instead of just sending out that default thing, let's customize our message to them, you know, invite them to our network, deliver value, build trust. So we can um, build that know, like, and trust factor. And I love that you have those invitation templates, which is amazing and going to be so helpful for people because a lot of people know what they should do and then they get stuck. They're like, well, what do I say? I don't want to sound salesy. I don't want to sound like everyone else. And I think that those will really help people build a foundation to get the conversation started. Great. Yeah, that's, that's the point. (laughs) (laughs) It is. And it goes through it. This should apply to all social media platforms, right? No, we can't just send out canned stuff anymore. We got to build um, the no like and trust factor. It's so easy to copy text from people or, and paste it in and send people DMS or uh, invitations to things. It's so easy to do that, but does it really matter if nobody responds to it? I mean, what would it mean for your business if you took a little bit of time and made it 
made that person feel special by using their first name, maybe using something that you noticed on their profile and really like, oh my gosh, like Sarah really paid attention to, to what I have. And I'm really interested in what she has to offer because she paid attention to me. So treating people the way we want to be treated, mm-hmm. you know, that basic thing that we teach our kids, yeah. it applies everywhere. Uh, so true. And, and what's really relevant, you mentioned time, right? Uh, I always get pushback because yes, it does take time to do this, you know, with each individual profile. Um, but it's time well invested because it's going to take you just as much time to, you know, set up your automation system and send out these messages. And you're going to have way less uh, return because, or otherwise you need to like, I don't know how send out how many messages per day. And, and can you really sleep at night if you do that? I know I couldn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even on Twitter, for example, when you follow certain people, you get those canned messages that are delivered immediately. Mm-hmm. And you're like, I know for a fact that they didn't like sit there and watch their Twitter account and mm-hmm. wait for somebody to follow them to send them something. Same with Instagram. Um, it, it happens to all of us and we don't even read them anymore. It's white noise because it's just being done so much. But the minute somebody adds something personal to it, that's what piques our attention. And okay, I'm going to read this. I'm not going to delete it. I'm going to pay attention to what they have to say. And that's what, that should be our goal as business owners. We're the face of it and we want to be genuine as possible. Right. Yeah, this is a really this is really good, Sarah. I think this is going to be super helpful to people. Um, you know, even if they're just starting, even if they don't have a LinkedIn account, do you recommend? Um, how do we even know if we should be on LinkedIn? Um, what's kind of maybe a, a thought process we could go with just to close out this? Should yeah, you know, I have this one testimonial. Um, I think it's on my webinar of this guy. He's a web. He's not a coach, but he's a web designer. And he's, he's kind of like a, a friend, but he, he said, well, fine, uh, you know, I'll humor you and I'll update my LinkedIn profile just to see what happens. He's like, I'm not going to have time to post all these uh, updates and stuff, but I'll update my profile. And up till now, he has uh, out of uh, one client, a $60,000 uh, contract, right? Uh, like this guy just kept on ordering new sites, but he found them through LinkedIn <laughs> just because he updated his, his headline, which was something like owner at, and then the name of his company, which clearly is not something that people are you know, looking for, right. but he changed it to, can't remember web designer or, or, or WordPress specialist or something like that. And the guy in his city found him and has been just sending him all these clients. So yeah, it does just, if you only do that, if you only update your, your LinkedIn profile and, and people do pay me a lot of money, it takes about a day for me to update somebody's LinkedIn profile. Mm-hmm. Because it really is a, a, a mini website. Yeah. And, and, and if you know where to p- place the keywords, uh, that alone is worth it. The other thing is that l- your LinkedIn profile is so well referenced in Google that even if you would just now do a search for your name, I'm pretty confident to say that your LinkedIn profile uh, link will show up in the first page of the search results. 
So mm-hmm. especially as a, as a lawyer, right? P- they might be getting traffic to their LinkedIn profile without really even knowing it. And right. if that profile is not, you know, professional looking, then it might be losing clients. Very good point to make. And I feel like, you know, if, even if you don't, if you're not even on LinkedIn whatsoever, why not just go on? Like Sarah said, if you, people Google you when they're thinking about working with you, that they just check up on everything. And mm-hmm. if they see you on LinkedIn, why not have everything polished and ready and looking like looking like you're legit? Because like she said, it's um, it's a website for your business right there. So maybe why not, right? Just apply that. Get, get, get ready. Just like Sarah's friend, he decided to humor her and look what <laughs> I love that story. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for sharing all of this. I learned a lot. I think everyone else probably did too. Um, I'm probably going to go look at my LinkedIn <laughs> and see what, <laughs> what, what, what changes I could probably make. And I think everyone probably is too. So we'll put all of Sarah's um, links for her templates and um, everything else, her free webinar in the show notes. So you can go and watch that and get your LinkedIn game um, up because I think this this could be really valuable for a lot of us. So thank you so much for sharing all of these awesome tips with us, Sarah. It's been a pleasure. Thanks, Lindsay, for having me. Want 10 ways for you to start booking your dream clients? I created this workbook for you because I wanted to share my best tips on how I book mine. You're not going to believe how easy these are, and I know you'll be able to take my tips and put them into action ASAP so you can start working with your dream clients. To grab the workbook for free, all you have to do is go to lindsaymaloney.com podcast. Hey coaches, are you a member of the Book Your Dream Clients community yet? Because you should be. Just go to dreamclientcommunity.com to request free access. We do fun things like website audits, challenges, and we even have a book club. Join the free Dream Client community now and we'll see you there. Thank you so much for listening to the Book Your Dream Clients podcast. If you want to find out more information how you can work with me, just head on over to my website, lindsaymaloney.com. You will be able to see how you can work with me privately or in a group setting. I'm all about helping you start and scale your coaching business, so I'd love to hear from you. Don't forget to subscribe to the show on iTunes and leave a rating and review. And if you want bonus points, take a screenshot of a review and tag me on your Instagram story. I'd love to see it and share it with my audience. And plus, you don't want to miss another episode. 